Alrighty, welcome back. Another episode of Post Phase and Cheese Steaks. Joined by myself, Dakota, and Tim. Welcome back. It's been a been a bit of time, but glad to have you back. The dynamic duo have been on pause for way too long. <laughs> we it's have, been, we have. My my uh beautiful bearded friend, it's been too long since I've seen you last. Yeah. But um no better way to bring us back together than our famed and i think our favorite i don't know about you i don't want to speak for you but i think mm. our favorite segment when we do the top 10 i do enjoy you know our weekly nfl recaps and then obviously like different playoffs and march madness that's all fun but yeah the the top 10s we we can like you know shit talk each other and it's always a, a comedy show so i do enjoy our this top one I, I like i like the best because usually i mean we've been i mean uh, my god how long me and you have been talking about football debating and dissecting eagles games i mean even doing rankings for like 12 years like almost much longer Start than what? this podcast has ever in, happened back in like middle school on the school on the school bus and then in oh yeah freshman year in the uh our writing class at, at community college because oh yeah well it was terrible was, <laughs> it's, it's amazing because you know, when i look back at those years uh at bucks i was like I remember more about our top 10 debates than I do about anything I've actually learned in class. I, I think our notes, we had more notes in our like top 10s, like, and like stats and stuff than we did like actual like literature and English notes. And to be fair, you know, creative writing, like these top 10 are more relevant to my life now than creative writing is. So, you know, maybe we were onto something there. That's possible. Definitely possible. I think I think I'm excited. I mean, we were we've talked about this beforehand. We're we're gonna start with the, the the in the ground DNs, our hand on the ground DNs, and this one is I think always the highly, the mo- the the most confused like confusion highly yeah. debatable one. It's just like a position that you could go either way on a lot of things, but there's so many good players, edge DNs. It's hard to do a top ten on just the broad spectrum, so yeah. we had to split it up this time. Yeah, last year we did just edge and combined like outside backers and defensive ends, you know, hand in the ground, like you said. So that left the door open for a lot of players who didn't get, you know, to be shouted out, so to speak. So I think this helps like break it down a little better. Um, and yeah, so this, this will be our first of the year, our fourth, fourth year doing the crazy top tens. Crazy. We're having a whole high school career for, in podcasting already. Where, where our where senior year. Started. Senior year, yeah, it's crazy. But you know, I think it's—I think this was the right call because I mean, we—we're gonna argue, we're gonna complain, we're gonna differ and debate. Might as well just keep it neutral, so we don't have to debate and argue over. Oh, this is guy. This is a stand-up guy. This is edge. You know, hand in the ground, edge rusher, blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I'll I'll add uh, you know, beauty for before brains. So I'll start us off. Oh, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to go with, and you know what, this, this... Hold on, are we doing, are we I, doing honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. I don't know, I don't skip, I don't skip around. I, don't, I only have one uh, this time around. Not, not five. Like you usually normal. have five, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> I'm going to go with two, and this one excites me, mm. in a way. I mean, I, I don't okay. have either of them breaking the top ten, so it kind of makes me sad, but I don't think I have either of them breaking the top ten because of each other. They kind of played off each other so well that... In a way, they were, you know, taken away from, you know, they're they both rotational guys rotating with themselves. So my 12th guy, I want with the old standard veteran that we've grown to love, Mr. Brandon Graham, 
And hmm. then following him right up at number 11, we go with the the sweaty man himself. And I'm going with Josh Sweat. Hmm. And I think okay. really the only reason I don't have them, either of them in the top 10 is I don't see either of them really as like a three down start, you know, play every down kind of player, mostly because they rotate with each other. But they both dominant last year. I, I mean, Graham had a resurging year. Sweat made his presence felt multiple times. Playing mm-hmm. across Reddick, I think benefited both of them and playing in a defense with the secondary the Eagles had. Um, but all in all, the year the Eagles had, these guys were two beneficiar- beneficiaries and, you know, causes of the success. So mm-hmm. I was happy with both of them. Kind of surprised by, you know, how successful they are, mostly with Graham, you know, come, you know, find the fountain of youth one more year. And I hope he keeps it going. But yeah, I'm starting off with two Eagles in my honorable mention, which is amazing because okay. I feel like we we naturally always bump up Eagles players whenever we do this. Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't I didn't think to mention that, but I will I'll, I'll have two honorable mentions now. Oh, um, look at you, okay. Yeah, l- learning from you sometimes, you know. But I just like to uh, just come unprepared and just pulling things out of his butt as we go. <laughs> Um, well, because we had to redo this list like 50 times because we couldn't decide who was an edge and who was a DN. Because you know, you, you play in one system, go to another team, and now you're in a different position, but you still play the same position. So who knows? But, um, so yeah, obviously, Brandon Graham, one of my honorable mentions. Um, I couldn't put him in the top 10 just because, like you said, he was didn't really start, he was more rotational, and at his age with that injury, like he'll never really be, you know, an every down starter anymore, I don't think, but phenomenal leader, like beyond anything else. Um, and like, yeah, first time he had, I think over double digit sacks in his career. So Amazing. great season for him. Amazing that he did that in like, what is 14th year. He's, yeah. he's in the perfect system. He's on a contending he team is, yeah. where he doesn't have to play every snap. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it helps sweat too. It's a perfect combination. That's why I wanted to lead off with both of them. Yeah. Um, and then my other one, this is a, this guy is tough because he definitely has the talent, but I just feel like he hasn't been elite in a couple of years. And even now that they have some better pieces on that defense, he's still is kind of disappointing at times, which is fine for us because I hate them. Um, but, you know, I got, I got, Demarcus Lawrence, honorable mention. I put him at number eleven. Okay. I think he's. I think he's too talented to be not as great as he's been the last two years. Um, especially after he did all that shit talking against the Eagles, and then Jalen Hurts made him look silly and juked him out. And oh yeah. Ran yeah. up the scoreboard on that. Oh, Dallas defense. But yeah, it's just an unstoppable force. He's a system quarterback or whatever he said. I yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, but a good player, definitely. And he he had a time when he was in the top tens, but last two years or so, I don't. I think he's kind of dropped off, and he's I think he's over thirty now. So, but I mean, he's been eclipsed by his own teammate. You know. Uh, oh yeah, Mike, it, Mike Parsons it, it, comes in, and he's already the best player on that on that defense. So. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence too. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's old news. But I right, listen. Uh, Classic me, you know, starting with the Eagles and you going with the Cowboy immediately. You know, it's, it's good to see where your uh, <laughs> where your favoritism lies. Oh, yeah. but, I said um, Brandon Graham. 
I gotta say this one. I'll start off with my number ten because this one excites me because I know I there's I know there's a zero and a half percent chance that you have him in your top ten. Oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna then. go with a young guy that I know you already didn't even consider or didn't care about, but a young guy who been solid so far. The, you know, you know, eight eight sacks the the first year he was in the league. This past year he had seven. Um, okay. He's on his way. I'm actually really excited to see what he does this year. I think he's in for a breakout year. He's going to play on a defense now with that is now loaded up on the defensive front. You know, Christian Wilkins got signed to a big extension. This is going to be the full season uh, with Bradley Chubb. I, are, we sure he's, are we sure he's not an edge rusher? Because I considered putting him on my list. Uh, well, you know, for this moment, he's at the end of the hand of the couch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you know, this is we we've been talking for a while about guys that you know might have been this, could have been that, blah blah blah. I didn't even consider asking you because I was like, there's no way you would consider putting him on this list because he hasn't played in the league for eight years. But I got Jalen Phillips from Miami Dolphins, a guy who I think is really about to yeah. kick the door in. I, I really like think he's about to make some plays. I like him on that defense. They obviously got Ramsey. Bradley Chubb's going to play a full season. Um. He's going to get his chances. I think they're going to, as long as Tua's brain stays in one spot, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And I think their pass rushers are going to get a lot of chances. So I like Phillips. I think he's 10. Yeah, I got him 10. You know, I got him 10 now, but I think he's going to be much higher when we do this list next year. Yeah, I, I considered him. And then I was watching some highlights and I was like, oh, sometimes he's standing up. Sometimes his hands on the ground. Is he edge or is he the end? But, um, I could I could throw him in as honorable mention. I do think he's going to be a really good player, and especially I forget that they have Bradley Chubb. It's just so random yeah, that he went do. there. <laughs> but, most people do. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. Wilkins is great, and they have probably this, if not the best, one of the top best corner tandems. Um, you know, so they're 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 he's in a good situation to really kick the door down. I, yeah, he, he's, he's looked a, good so far. He's that high motor edge dn kind of guy you like on your team like i saw plays where he was sprinting across the field to make a tackle so he's he's going to be a good player i think i mean you know if you want to give him a knock he is i mean a knock and like you know a praise at the same time he is a pass rush specialist doesn't really do too much outside of that like i I, you know i don't think he's gonna do anything on the run game you know he can't cover anyone you know but he just if you need to get to the quarterback that's your guy you know, he's just one of those players. He just rushes off the edge and just finds his way there. He's super athletic. I remember when he came out of Miami, he did all the measurables. He's one of those, you know, combine superstar guys. But uh, I, I, I'm i always, uh, you know, looking forward, you know, forward to the future. You know, always one step ahead of you. This is one of those picks where he is going to blow up this year. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so my number 10, sticking with classic Dakota of uh... – you know, oh, here we go. Pr- pr- prove me wrong type of uh, players. But I, I think he had a really good um, rookie season. And if I had told you an NFL defender had three interceptions in a year, you wouldn't have wow. thought he was, you wouldn't have thought he was six, seven, 265 pounds. Um, wow. So I get, I get Aiden Hutchinson here, number 10 from the Detroit Lions, number one overall pick in his rookie year. Played all 17 games, uh, nine and a half sacks, 52 combined tackles. And the three interceptions is crazy because, like, to me, that means, A, he's being in the right spot at the right time, but he's also, like, very aware of what's going on. Um, So, I 15 QB hits, too. That's pretty pretty solid. Um, 
Did he? He I think he came in second in defensive rookie of the year votings. So yeah, yeah I think he's got yeah. a bright future. And that Detroit defense all of a sudden looks like it could be a solid, you know, part of that team because their offense is good. So we'll see. We'll see how they go. But in Hutchins at number ten. I'm I'm proud of you. You've turned a leaf. I I'm I'm happy to see. It. I I have him on my list, of course. I mean, he's okay. We'll see him very shortly. You know, normally okay. this is like you know he's a top five guy that you have now, but no, I have him coming up very closely. And I agree with you. The three interceptions is something else. Fun fact: he had more interceptions than all pro cornerback Patrick Sertain and all pro cornerback Sauce Gardner. So really, that's that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the Lions, I mean, their defense was a train wreck. And somehow he still managed to perform. Like, I know we were talking about Phillips, who I, I think he's a young guy in a great situation, plays across from Badly Chubb and Christian mm-hmm. Wilkins, and he's got Ramsey and Howard in his secondary, where Hutchinson doesn't have much going on in Lions. They made some nice pickups, but I still don't think they're that great of a team. But uh, I, I I have no gra- grievances with you at number 10, because I got him coming up very shortly. Okay. Before that, though, now this, I'm curious to see where you have this guy, because this one, he's kind of an anomaly. Okay. Talent wise, talent wise, he's when he's on, he's probably a top five guy. Um, we've had him on our rankings before and probably, you know, in the top five. But he's so sporadic when it comes to health. And this year he was non-existent. I think he played four games. I mean, his biggest moment came when he threw his helmet on the ground and threw a hissy fit in the playoff game that they lost in disgusting faction. So on a down year, I he's still top ten talent. But in a down year, I got Joey Bosa at number nine. Really? He listen, wow. this was not this was not his year. I think the Chargers. Because <laughs> you know what? I'll That's tell you this. This is my biggest problem. This is my biggest problem. He's got the talent in the world, but he's an injury he was, concern. And I'll say he was injured most of the year. Pretty much all the year. Yeah. But I mean, he's just, I can't ignore these injuries things going off last year. Like this, you know, he's so inconsistent. And this year was just even worse. I, you know, leave a bad taste in my mouth, maybe. But the way they lost in the playoffs this season was a complete failure, if you're asking me. If I'm, I don't, you know, the Chargers and their three fans, it has to be wow. a complete disaster. But yeah, no, talent wise, I know he's a top five guy. He's been a top five guy when we did these rankings before, but. It's a tough year, man. There was a lot of good edge defenders, a lot of your good young guys on the list. But I think after the year he had, you know, his spotty injury history, I need to see him do, you know, bump it up. It reminds me of Michael Thomas when he got hurt, and he was obviously all-worldly, the first injury, not the, you know, the second one with, I don't even know what happened there. But when he missed the first year, and we, you know, we had him at, I think, want to say unanimously, we had him at number 10. Obviously, a number mm-hmm. one talent the year before, but then he missed the whole year. Bosa is kind of in the same situation. He didn't miss all the year, but he did miss pretty much all of it up besides like four games. Um, so yeah, I, I, controversial, sure, but I'm going with Joey Bosa here. That's almost like when you put Derwin James at number ten. We're, we're in similar territory here of bonehead decisions, but hey, Chargers and you know injuries—they don't—they don't throw for me. <laughs> I, I understand the injury concerns. I have him quite a bit higher on my list just because of pure talent and production, but I do agree it is a concern to be wary of but listen outlook outlook matters a lot in these in these rankings and i think okay. I, I like the outlook on some of these other guys better all right uh so my number nine is someone uh we we briefly touched on who i think falls in a similar footsteps as one of the older veterans on his team 
and the fact that they they may not produce like the best numbers, but they are a consistent player and they do a lot of like behind the scenes work on defense, I would say. Um, so I got Josh Sweat of the Philadelphia Eagles in my uh, oh, nice. number nine here. Good to see. I was a little I'm proud of you. Yeah, I, I initially didn't think I would get to put him on. And then I was looking into the numbers a little more. Um, I mean, lot, the previous year, he was his first Pro Bowl year. And this year, he had an even better season. Um, you know, 11 sacks. He had that beautiful pick six against Dak Prescott. Um, oh, yeah. 20, 23 QB hits is pretty good. Um, 15 tackles for loss is pretty good as well. Uh, 48 bad. total. Yeah, so he had, he had good numbers this year. Um, he's another like high motor guy. Um, and I know he played on that Eagles D line, which is, you know, fairly crazy, but, um, I think, you know, overall he's shown that he's worthy of starting. He's a good player and obviously a top 10 hand in the ground. Oh, listen, I, I agree. I, I didn't have my top 10. I have no gripes about it in the top 10. Like I said, he, the him and Graham, the only reason they weren't top ten is because of each other. Like he, mm. like you said, his Pro Bowl year last year was before Reddick showed up, and once Reddick showed up, like he he had one side of that defense line. You know, those other two they had to figure out the rotation because he was never leaving the field. And I will say they balled, but in rotational, you know, I like they helped each other so much, but it was hard because they neither of them were really like three down starters. I, but. I mean, they're both talented enough. I just think it, yeah. it helped them and hurt them at the same time. Yeah, I um, I think what surprised me the most is when I went on, after I made this list and I go in on PFF and I kind of reorganize from there and see what some of the stats they had for their weird, like, metrics. And Sweat had really good numbers to compare, like, top 10 in run defense, Ed, pass rush grades, um, top five in run stop rate. And so he's, he's coming along nicely and they, they locked him up on a good contract. So we'll see, uh, see where that future goes for him. I, I, I like it. I have no gripes. Like you said, he, he definitely would have been in the top 10 if he was, if he played all the snaps and Graham probably wouldn't the same boat coming off a career year for him. Um, so yeah, no, no issues there. Um, plus hometown values. You can't go wrong. Go birds. <laughs> All right, this next one. Um, so again, I'm I'm proud of you, by the way. You you really come a long way because you had okay. a rookie in your top ten who deserved it. I have a rookie at my number eight spot who deserved it. We touched on it already. Obviously, you know the three interceptions. Uh, I think it was nine and a half sacks. I think he played really well. I think he came on a defense that was disgustingly bad. Like there was no one around him to make better. You know, hate my Joey Bosa take. Fine, but Joey Bosa played on the other side of Khalil Mack. He had an advantage. He just never showed up, but I still feel like he underperformed even when he was there. Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. played on defense with absolutely no one, and he he was the best player on that entire defense as soon as he stepped his foot in the building. And if you ask me, did he play like the leader of that defense? I think from week one he did. So I was impressed. Obviously, he came in highly drafted. It was like two overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came in best player on the defense every single week and p- still played really well. I mean, nearly double digit sacks, three interceptions, made plays constantly. So I think he had a great rookie year, and I think it's going to set him up for a big career. Um, so I'm very high on him going forward. I think, you know, the Lions made some good pickups. I mean, they can't be worse than they were the year before. So I got Agent Hutchinson in number eight here. Nice. I like it. Um, 
Let's see. So number eight for me. So this was a weird one because I wanted to put this player's teammate in my top 10, but his career is kind of uncertain right now, which is crazy because at a time he was the next prodigy to be the best defensive player in a while. Um, Mm. And he played, I think like seven or eight games last year, this past season, he only played three games and now apparently Washington might not even have him on the team to start the season in Chase Young, but wow. his uh his teammate Montez Sweat. So I'm going with the back to back Sweats in my list here. Love it. Um, another really good player on that um Washington defensive line. Uh, I think you know the numbers aren't going to really jump out at you. Um, you know, eight sacks, forty six tackles, but twenty eight QB hits. 14 tackles for loss. Again, those are good production numbers. Um, it helped disrupting the backfield and, and stuff like that. And played a full 17 games after uh, last year. He only played in 10. So uh, I think coming up in his fifth year here, he's going to be another strong player and just continue to get better. And I think that that's one of the things you worry about when you're playing Washington is, you know, sweat some of the other players on that line and it was Allen and oh he's but, he's a bowler he's a very good player yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there I I have no issue with that now the only thing I will say is first I Chase Young is not on my top 10 either again okay, good I wasn't sure other, where you were going with that other worldly talent I think Chase Young is incredibly talented granted yeah. he's got a smaller sample size than Joey Bosa but mm. both have injury concerns both aren't on the field both are coming off a season where they haven't seen the field pretty much at all. So I mm-hmm. gave Bosa, you know, the number nine spot out of, you know, credibility and, you know, what he's done. Chase Young obviously hasn't done it and haven't seen it long enough to, you know, get by off his name credibility. So that's why he's not in the top 10. But I'm just saying similar arguments, different players, but similar arguments. Um, but yeah, no, I have no issue. You'll you'll see, you know, you'll see sweat on my list very shortly. But before we do that. Going off of inconsistent, injury, injured, constantly never playing um, DNs, I'm going to go to a guy that is the complete opposite. He's been okay. nothing but consistent since he entered the league. He has been in the league for 12 years and has never mm. missed a single game. Mm. And considering he plays, anyone that does that as a D lineman or an offensive lineman, like hats off to you because that means you are just getting the shit beat out of you on a weekly basis. And you are still showing up every day for work. And the guy has been the literally the pinnacle of consistency. He's made the Pro Bowl eight of the 12 years. Now he's made it six straight years. He just got off a Pro Bowl bid this year. Um, you know, he's obviously not the the dominant player that he was before. You know, his numbers are a little down. But this guy still shows up. He's still a baller. So I'm going to go with Cam Jordan. Mr. Oh, okay. uh, 12-year veteran. Never missed a game. Yeah. Coming off eight and a half sacks. But... When you need him, he's there. He, you know, his, you know, he probably he's in the twilight years. I'm sure his career is going to start falling back a little bit, but the guy can play. He has been been reliable, been consistent, been excellent every single year he's in there. Um, so I, I think, I, and you know what? I'll be the first to say this. I might have him too too low on this list, but I'm going with the old reliable and Cam Jordan here. Yeah, I I think like you just said, Mr. Reliable. Um said uh, i mean i never uh, i don't really like him on a personal level but he personal 
Cam Jordan, like he's, I don't understand. Like, he's I get it. There's like, some polarizing characters. Cam Jordan, very, what's, what's that to hate about Cam Jordan? I don't know. He's always very like cocky and I, I don't know, but he is a very good, very good player. He's on my list too, but interesting take i feel like most people like you know when you say oh i can't stand this guy like character or personality wise like it's like someone that is like huge and everyone knows him i don't think i can find if i ask 20 people off the street who cam jordan is i guarantee you 18 of them wouldn't know who he is well i guess i'm just different there you go that's that's one word for it speaking of different uh here's a guy i don't know if he's on your list to be honest so we'll we'll see but i i think i think he's still a little underrated um he actually was a former teammate of mr cam jordan um and he uh, went over to the cincinnati Bengals and played for them the last two seasons back-to-back pro bowler um numbers weren't phenomenal this year eight sacks 24 qb hits is really good um 32 combined tackles uh three forced fumbles which is pretty good but i I think beyond anything can I just say only you would start something well? His numbers are down for this year, and then go well. Twenty-four crushers, very good. You know, three force fumbles, also <laughs> well, very good. His, like his, you, well, you con- you have a talent in contradicting your own self. Well, Sometimes you don't even need me to do it. The 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 tackles and the sacks are low, is what I meant. But uh, everything else, is, you know, tackles for loss, force fumbles, it's great. Um, and I think beyond anything else, this man. Trey Hendrickson of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it was just a, like a, a leader that that Cincinnati Bengals defense needed. And he just, especially in the playoffs, he stepped up. Um, he had that huge turnover against the Bills. Um, I think it was the Bills, the fumble recovery. Um, and it took it all oh, the way yeah. back for a touchdown. Like He's a phenomenal leader for that defense and a really good young player. So Trey Hendrickson, get some... Uh, some DN love from the you know Saints to the Bengals, and now he's doing his own thing. Because a lot of times, you see those players get those big contracts off the playing with a good def- defense around them, and they fade out. But he's definitely uh, living up to his contract so far. So, oh no, listen, I I do have him on my list. No complaints there. Oh, okay. the, he is one of those guys. Like I feel like you know all the talking heads, the Barnwells, the you know. The, the the Bill Simmons, all those football guys that know it, and they like immediately grade and draft everyone and give you a whole bunch of numbers and stupid stuff about caps and all mm-hmm. that. I feel like when he signed with the Bengals, everyone was shitting on it. Like, you know, this guy yeah. is a rotational yep. pass rusher, blah, 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 big money. And he has done nothing but ball out since he got there. Absolutely. So good for him. I definitely have him on my list, but we'll get to him a little bit. Huh. Interesting. Um, my number six, it's a guy you actually already talked about. Can I Can I take you back in the past a little bit? How so I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back to 2020, a terrible okay. time and terrible time in the world, but the beginning of our podcast. Okay. And and he was our initial actually now, but when our second second rankings because it was you know his rookie season, and okay. we had him in our top ten edge rushers, and you touched on it already. We had Chase Young was one of the best edge rushers in the league immediately, mm-hmm. and now let's fast forward to present day. What if and what have I told you? I have a Washington Redskins slash Commanders. You know, that would be for another, you know, day conversation with your past self. But I have a DN, first round pick DN from the Washington Redskins slash Commanders in our 2023 mm-hmm. top 10. You would immediately think it's Chase Young, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you would. But we're going the other way. 
Chase Young, as I've already hit on, didn't make the list. It's kind of amazing how quickly things have changed for him. Mm-hmm. But going off that, the Redskins or Commanders are so lucky because they've stumbled into a guy at oh. number 26 overall the year before who makes the debacle that Chase Young is becoming a lot easier to stomach. So I went with Montez Sweat as my number 60 end. I think he is one of the best. I think, you know, you could make an argument for it and I wouldn't hate it, you know, hate it. The best run stopping D end plays on an incredible defense line, but he's a baller in the, you know, in the run game. And he still mm-hmm. put up top 10, you know, pass rush uh, uh, numbers with PFF does both avenues, but, you know, I think he's a guy that's getting better. You know, he's a guy who's definitely ceiling, hasn't hit yet. He's been really good since he got there. Uh, scary to think, but, yeah, I went with uh, yeah. Montez Sweat, who I think is becoming what we all think Chase Young was going to be. Wow. You know, I'm I'm genu- genuinely surprised by your list so far because both Hendrickson and Sweat, I thought, were, you know, gambles. I didn't know if either were going to be on your list, and they're higher on yours than they are mine. So look at that. Same with Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, bro. Hey, listen, I'm always on top. Of, when you brought out the when you went with a rookie in the top ten, I was immediately stunned. I was like, "Oh shit, this, is, <laughs> this year is going to be you know off the cuff. We I can't guarantee anything." But no, I mean, it's listen, sweat. It kills me, but he he plays well, and and I got to give him credit because the Chase Young thing would definitely be a bigger story if it wasn't for the fact that him and not just him because you know Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen are really good. It would be a bigger story if it wasn't for the fact that these other picks that they drafted in the first round have all turned out really well. The one, like, guarantee is the one that no one count, can count on. You know, the other three first-round picks have been awesome. Yeah. All right. And that was your number six, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, so my number six, a guy uh, you kind of just touched on a little bit. Uh, like you said, eight-time Pro Bowler. Uh, one-time All-Pro, but also was on the 2010s Hall of Fame team. Um, Mr. Cameron Jordan of the uh, oh. New Orleans Saints. Um, yeah, I mean, 115 career sacks, 400-plus solo tackles, over 192 games played. Like, he's he's the kind of consistency, very, very Brandon Graham-esque. Graham doesn't have the same numbers, but it's like a leader of your defensive line that pushes the other players to be better and is always consistent, always playing with full motor, full heart, trying to make a play. Um, I mean, I think you made a lot of good points on him, so I'm not going to really waste too much time. I but... usually do. That's yeah, on I you, think... though. I did not mention the all-decade team. That was good on your research. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I come with the facts, too, so don't worry. Of course. But... When, yeah, when don't you? Yeah, like you said, though, last year was a bit of a down year, and it's, you know, he's never had super, super high sack numbers, I think. Um, 2019 he had 15 and a half which was his career high but he's always in that like 7 to 11 12 range but you know it's beyond that he does a lot of he's a leader he's you know always around the ball so good good player and he'll be uh you know in that saints hall of fame for for the future oh, so for sure oh yeah definitely definitely no doubt there at all nice well th- listen i have no arguments at all there I, okay. I obviously have gotten into him plenty. Now, um, before you go any farther into the top five, right? Okay. I know. I'm going. I'm going to go on a limb and say, I know who all your five players are. 
but well, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's really going on a limb, but sure. But the order is what I'm curious about. So, yeah, well, you know, it's buckle up, baby. We're not done yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> roll right in then. Top number five here. What we got? So I, I'm gonna admit, you know, I'm gonna preface this with, I'm preface? a very what have you? I'm yeah, you heard it. Uh, I'm a very <laughs> what have you done for me lately kind of guy. That sounds like me. I know. I know it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. You you want to, you know, if they didn't do anything five years ago, that means oh, something to you. Oh, what have you been doing for me? <laughs> just, just, so, just go. Just go. <laughs> I started this, you know, I started the top 10, you know, going on a tirade about how Joey Bosa, elite talent, never around, injury concerns, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. But I'm going to go and start off my top five with another GM, veteran guy who also has a ton of injury concerns. Oh. But to be fair to him, he came out and balled this year. He played every game after missing nearly a year and a half of football. Mm-hmm. He showed up, played every game, and balled it out like he normally does. He had uh, just, you know, came out with a pass rushing excellence. I think he was right around uh, double-digit uh, sacks. He had uh, 12, and 12 tackles for loss, and he was a big impact player that we always know he is. Um Led the league, or was sixth most at his position with uh, quarterback pressures. So I'm going to go with the guy constantly hurt, but he balled out this year. So sorry, Joe Bosa. The criteria changes year to year. I'm going with Daniel Hunter. Oh, look at that. I know. Our first, I know. Our first, uh, so, the first uh, same pick. I also have Daniel Hunter. Wow. Really? Okay. Look yeah. at that. Great minds yeah. think alike, as we know. Yeah, no, I, I mean – I can understand I'm being a little hypocritical because the same thing I used against Joey Bosa, I'm kind of using for Daniel Hunter. But this is what oh. happens. It's year to year business. I mean, I mean beyond his what we have, you know, his his rookie year he played 14. Then he played like 16 games for a couple of years. It's really only the year before he missed, you know, seven games. Um, well, he missed the entire but, 2020 season, but yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's probably why that's yeah. Minus on that one, I guess sheet. we'll just erase that one out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't include this on the stats I'm looking at. It just goes 2019 to 21. Because but... he didn't play. He hit as much in stats as me and you did that year. Oh, that's nice. Cool. But yeah, like you said, <laughs> uh, ten and a half sacks this year. I mean, the 22 QB hit QB hits is good. Anything over 20 is actually really good for for a defensive end, especially one that's hands on the ground because you know the edge rushers at least or the outside backers who kind of get better vision and they can get a better you know view of the play what's going on and but um yeah i think it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see without you know zadarius smith is now in cleveland so that's it's it's the him show over there in in minnesota so we'll see how he does but but you know what? Before Zedarius Smith was there, you know, he was always really good. That's true. He, he's That's always true. been super talented. He's in very much the same debate as Joey Bosa, because if Joey Bosa played last year, he would be at this number five spot. Kind of it's weird just... that he's been in the league since 2015. Well, when I feel you like miss he's a year younger and a half, than that. it feels like, well, yeah, when you, yeah, you miss a year and a half, you know, you don't even think about it. That's true. But I mean, but the guy's super was... talented. I mean, he's yeah. been on some bad Vikings teams and he still shows up. Yeah, and he made the Pro Bowl this year. Was on uh, the ballot for comeback player of the year. So, you know, good good really players. Is. Yeah, he said elite talent, but availability is what really makes or breaks you, uh, players like this. Players that you know they're not always there, but when they are there, you know they're there. Uh, but 
Listen, he's on the right side of this argument this time. Um, yeah. So I'll lead right in. You know, we started off top five. I'm going to read right into a guy you already mentioned, but I'm going to bring him okay. up again. Okay, so our go top three is the from, same. I like that. Well, of course. Our boy uh, Trey Henderson from the Cincinnati hmm. Bengals. Nice. I, li- I like that's. I like the respect. I like having him that high. That's that's he deserves. Oh, he it. deserves it. I like I yeah. like him. He's. I kind of root for the guys when you know they sign big Good deals player. and you meet Good like, guy. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what, I, I we're not doing the wide receiver episode now, but I feel like this is overdue, and I, I'm a you know honorable man. I can eat my words when I'm wrong. <laughs> I remember I think I went on like a 20 minute tirade about how you know I could have burned money and it would have been a better use of it than giving Christian Kirk 18 million dollars a year. But listen, <laughs> balled out. He did <laughs> he really did well. <laughs> I still would debate about how much money he plays, but I listen. No arguments. He he deserved the, the contract. Trey yeah, Henderson, nice. same kind of guy, same kind of guy. Because when he signed in, I don't know, 2019 or whatever year it was, he was the guy like, are you insane? This is going to age terribly. And yeah. it really hasn't. He's gotten better every single year. Take these grades for what you want, but he's improved his pass rush PFF grade every single year since he got to the mm-hmm. Bengals. Um, he was fourth most with quarterback hits. And his you know quarterback pressure rate was at 17%, which was eighth in the league. So I, definitely great to see. I mean, he's an impact defender on a very good team. I would say he's probably the leader, especially now that Jesse Bates is off uh, on doing different things. But, yeah, so I'm going to go with a guy that, you know, I, I root for these guys that sign these big contracts and, you know, immediately get criticized before they ever show up. And don't get me wrong. I'm usually one of those people that immediately shoots down, you know, shout up Christian Kirk. I'm sorry about it. But um, he really is balled out. So he's in my number four spot. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. So my number four, um, player that's been in the league, you know, a couple years now, came in in 2016. Um, he's four-time Pro Bowler. He's an AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, wow, wow. But really, go on. Someone made bite my tongue. Someone, someone made a valid point. You know, if you look at the games played last you know since his career started we have 12 pretty 16, important seven can't make 16, plays if you're not there 12 16 and then five last year um mr joey bosa but well you know i just you can't can't deny the talent though like he's when he's healthy he is one of the top defenders in the league on the field so i think he'll he'll get right i think he needs to kind of mature a little bit like you said the whole like slamming his helmet during the playoff game and stuff and throwing a little temper tantrum. There's no um, other way to categorize it. And, you know, that, that season was a complete default, but you know. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a wash of a year for him, but you know, when you hurt all season, it's hard to kind of evaluate, but I guess when you hurt all career too, but I, I think he'll be. You Listen, know, you're debating fine. yourself at this point, you know, a wash of a season last year does definitely not get you in the top five on my list. You, I mean, yeah. I know you're you're the other way because the first thing you brought up was his uh, defensive rookie of the year in what 2016. That was you know seven years ago. I just, but I was just reading off accolades. Oh, I mean, yeah, he made the Pro Bowl. There, yeah. He made the Pro Bowl in 2021. What are you What are you going to tell me? That was, that was two years ago. And he didn't play last yeah. year. So if he had played 20, 2019, 2020, 2021, three straight Pro Bowls. The one year that he missed the most games and only played what four games he obviously no pro bowl there's not enough stats or anything i think if he plays another full year he's gonna make the pro bowl again because that he's that so talented wait, of a player, hold so. on hold on hold on hold on 
So I'm correct holding. me if I'm wrong. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. You're usually wrong. Where where was because assuming this top three is going to shake out the way we think it is. Where is Daniel Hunter on your list? He was number five. Okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> you have, but you my my point being more of this: two elite talents. Flip a coin. I think they're on the same you know level. I don't. Hunter's I got think... three. Hunter, <sighs> listen. Hunter's a three Pro Bowl kind of guy. But I took the guy coming off a very good year instead of the guy coming off a very injured year. Elite talents, I think, as a general rule of thumb I use, elite talents, when they're injured, coming off an injured year, they find themselves in the bottom five. Um, you know, elite talents that are very injured, if they're coming off a good year when they're healthy, find themselves in the top five. So you're, I, I'm being a little more optimistic than you, which is also strange because usually it's the other way around. Well, you're but... just living off his rookie of the year seven years ago. I'll bring up Darwin James again when you had him in your top ten. He said this guy's injury prone. He can't stay healthy. He's not. not well, be a... it doesn't surprise me. And now he's arguably a past. arguably a top one or two safety in the NFL. But oh, listen, that was a long time ago. Okay. Anyways, I'm so, just yeah, saying. That's... I'm just saying we have two players. I think we. I mean, disagree or whatever, but they're right around the same level of skill. You can put them whatever order you want, but they're around the same sure. level of player. With injury concerns, one's coming off a very good year. The other one's coming off a very bad year. That mm-hmm. alone would just bump the other guy ahead of the other one. Okay. But this is, you know, this is this is how we work. We we look at, you know, rookie of the year kind of awards instead of what you did last year. But you know, I digress. All right. Rolling Crack into over the, top the top three. three. Yeah, let's, let's see how we, these shake out. So I'm going to go with a guy. Now, let me tell you this. Let's go back a couple years, because I know you live in the past and you love the past. (laughs) Let's go back to the days of old when Mike Mayock and John Gruden were running the Raiders. Mm. Those those days, let's say, uh, were sketchy at best. They were interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, the interesting, you know, is definitely the right way to go with that. So let's go back to the 2019 draft class in particular. Okay. I want to say it was I correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was the first year that Bruden and Mayock had a draft class together. Sure. And and they had three first round picks if I'm correct. Sure. Around there. Either or. They had three first round picks used it on oh, two is this guys the that clue? are no longer on the yeah, two guys this, that are no longer yeah. on the team. One guy that they declined to pick up his option, who went out and you know had led the league in rushing, but that's another time, another story. The only <laughs> player on all those terrible first round picks, let's talk about Dan Damien Arnett, who at this point I wouldn't be surprised oh. was in jail. Alex Leatherwood, who I don't know where the hell he is. Cleveland Farrell, again, I don't know where he is. Jonathan Abram, I don't know where he is either. Farrell was probably one of the are... most that was one of the most head scratching picks I've ever I've ever seen in my life. I don't know Arnett and Leatherwood. Uh, Leatherwood, I'll give a pass because you know he played. Farrell, Arnett Farrell really was taking me. like Farrell was taking like number five overall, wasn't he? Four overall, yeah, you're right. Four overall, he was. I don't think he was even supposed to go in the first round. <laughs> like <laughs> amazing, amazing. Mike Mayock and Jonathan Gruden had five first round picks combined together. One of them is actually still on the team, and he, you know, argue and they picked. They declined his fifth year option, but I'll give credit to these two buffoons. They picked up a gem, and I think it was the fifth round in that 2019 mm. draft class. You know, they picked Cleveland Farrell fourth overall, and suddenly 
you know, my number three pass rushers came in that same draft class five rounds later. So while these two buffoons clearly don't know what to do in the first round, they found a gem in the fifth. So give them credit for what you want. But Mad Max is a Mad Max nasty Crosby. dude. I love oh, him. he is, he's a player, and he's a, you know what? He's a guy you root for. He's one. He's one you have to root for. I like his story, and he's durable. He's the oh, only yeah. defense lineman last year that played over a thousand snaps. And I already hit on this, you know, defense offensive lineman, you are beating the shit out of each other every snap. And he did that over a thousand times last year. He, you know, he had a 90 plus PFF pass rush grade. Again, take it with what you want. 12 and a half sacks, 81 pressures, plays well in the run too. This guy is complete. And he came out of nowhere. Like I said, Farrell fourth overall pick in the same draft class to the same team, him in the fifth or fourth round, whatever it was. And he is the baller. So while they couldn't save their life picking the first round, they hit on a gem in the fifth. And Max Crosby is, if I met Mike Mayock ever gets a job as, you know, a, you know, an NFL draft personality like he was before he took the GM job, it's only because of Max Crosby. So I'm going to go Crosby is my number three. Yep. Same. Max Crosby is my number three as well. Um, I will say though, I think I heard a, a rumor. I don't know if it's true or someone made it up, but. Apparently, Mike Mayock wasn't in charge, wasn't allowed to be in charge of the first, like, two or three rounds. And he did all the, like, four of the seven-round picks. And it was oh, all... Boy. This is, this like I said, this is I the PR know. train already. I drafted Ma- Max Crosby in the fifth round. I should get another job at NFL Network. There, I can already Fair. see it. Mike Mayock, NFL GM for X amount of years, drafted Max Crosby in the fifth round. I mean, it, it it was it was weird not to get off a ta- on a tangent here, but it was weird that he was such a like intelligent draft analyst. Like I loved listening to whatever he had to say, and then he I just agree, goes yeah. and does very questionable things with the Raiders. So I I don't know, but that's another story. I, listen, I will I wouldn't argue against what you're saying or the story that's coming out because you would almost think, oh, let's just hire a GM that is a name and makes us look smart, and then not let them do anything. Yeah. But at the same time, like when you have five first round picks in three year span that all suck and are out of the league, besides one who's, you know, you decline the option on, it's hard to give a pass to the GM, even if he's not allowed to take those picks. It's hard yeah. to give him a pass. But I will say, you know, they just drafted Tyree Wilson for an edge rusher with Max Crosby, with Chandler Jones, hopefully healthy and not getting four sacks and disappearing all year. Um, mm-hmm. That could be a really good D line, like a nice, nice. Uh, Raiders always have potential. They have talent. It's just so spread out, and there's the coaching is always revolving. So we'll see. Team we'll I'll see what they understand. do. That's a team no, I'll never understand. No. no, they're they're a cesspool of a franchise right now. But they're just oh well. they're like their best period of time. Like all those homegrown drafted talents, Carr, Cooper, Mac. I feel like they blew it up well before way before they should have mm-hmm. and then they got all these draft picks for those players and just, just fucked it all up they just did terrible with all those picks and now they're slowly starting to get all those big names again and still don't do anything yeah i will say before we move on to the top two i don't know if you mentioned it but he's the only um defensive lineman in the entire nfl last year who played more than a thousand snaps and oh i did Come on now. Oh, take, did? The, take the earwax out of your ears. Yeah, that, you're touching this <laughs> okay. point. Come on now. Just, just like I said, reiterating the craziness of that stat. 
But oh, I agree. Listen, offensive line, yeah. defensive line, they beat the shit out of each other every snap. He did it a thousand yeah. times. The only one to do yeah. it. Yeah. Would you sign up for a thousand beatings? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, no, I would not. No, no. But yeah, like you said, he's got a cool story. You know, got sobered up and then you know turned into one of the best, the third best defensive end by post phase and cheese sakes. So there you go. That's, a, that's quite a the honor. honor right there. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> Start giving out awards, send them to them. <laughs> All right. So we, so we're obviously, we knew, I mean, I think we knew going into this, our top tens, our top two, were going to be the same. I think, but, well, I think the orders, I think our order is different, but we'll see. To be honest, this is, this is like, we usually, when we get to the top, like I want to say two for sure, three most yeah. of the time. Yeah. We know exactly how it's going to go. We know the order. This mm-hmm. one, I honestly think, is a coin toss. I knew we would have yeah. the same players. I didn't know what order we would have them in. So I'm curious. So I'm going to... I'm. Part of me thinks we have the same order. I don't. So I'm going to go with, <laughs> at number two... Okay. He had 18 and a half sacks and the defensive player of the year. But wow. he still came in at number two for me. Oh my god! Look at you! I'm proud of you. I see. That's why. That's why I thought we were gonna have the same one. <laughs> yeah. Because you know I what? Have, I mean, I like I said, take. Well, I mean, 16 sacks is nothing to you know sniff your nose at. I know you oh, didn't no, lead no, the no. league, but you know, 16 sacks isn't just you know showing up and doing nothing. Yeah. But you know, I, I'll cover them both. But you know, Garrett, if you you know take the. PFF grades, if you want, he was the best pass rush rate grade in the league. You know, the second year he's done it, to be honest. And he was, he had the most, you know, wins above all placement right behind Mad Max that we were talking about. He's got all the numbers, like him and Cro- him and Bosa, pretty much. You could stack up awards. Uh, Bosa's got the sacks and the and the defense play of the year. Well, Garrett's got the PFF grade and you know the sixteen sacks, blah 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 blah. But this was the decider for me. Look at the team that Bosa was playing with. Yep. Top yep. to bottom. That defense was just something else. And I get and my favorite head coaching candidate this year was D'Amico Ryan's, and I really think he's a great coach. Yeah, I love D'Amico. And I can't underestimate that underestimate that enough. But Miles Garrett, like this dude clocks in and clocks out, and he's elite every time he shows up. His mm-hmm. talk about supporting cast. Javion Clowney threw a hissy fit because how great Miles Garrett was, and he wasn't getting enough publicity. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no, the team wa- the team wants him to be the best player ever. No, no, buddy, he just is, and you suck. This is the thing, you know. You're not helping him. Don't don't get mm. shitting on this guy because he's not helping you. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you could flip a coin. I wouldn't have been mad either way. But I, I still think, listen, I, I mean, when you're on top of the pyramid, like Miles Garrett, I think was our unanimous number one last year. Unless you do something to get knocked off, you know, Bosa came up clutch, but as far as I know, Garrett gave me no reason to take him off the top spot. Bosa made a good argument, and I still think yeah. he's very good, but let's not act like Miles Garrett couldn't win defense play of the year next year or lead the league in sacks next year. Yeah, I, and I think I'm pretty guilty of uh, – you, you've yelled at me before and saying, oh, well, he plays on a great team, so that's a knock on him, but – I agree with what you're saying, which, you know, there's been a little too much agreeing on this first top 10 episode of the year. So I don't, I don't know Listen, how I feel about that. It took me four but... years, but you're finally getting on to the uh, parallels. <laughs> the the Tim Masterclasses are finally paying off. About time, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, he ran the defensive player of the year. Um, 18 and a half sacks is, again, it's still impressive no matter who's on your team. Um, 
I think he led the league in uh, pressures with 90, um, second highest win rate uh, against the yeah. offensive lineman, third highest pass rush grade from PFF. Um, yeah, he's just all around, you know, top run defender as well. He's a great player. I mean, you know, you look at all the intangibles and, you know, big, strong, tall, um, fast. He's just built to be a great player and he hopefully his body will handle it unlike his brother but well yeah um well he's already i think i mean he has some injury concerns too i I think in i I would be bold enough to say even in nick bosa's rookie year i think he already surpassed joey bosa and talent yeah yeah um but yeah like he's a he's a good good player a little little questionable I, i still hear things about him being a little racist but that's that's neither here nor there, I, I guess. Right now, this. But... You, I don't know what sources you have, but yeah, I, I remember you mentioned that. But I mean, yeah. listen, personal issues or whatever behind, I don't know. But if you look at the numbers, force fumbles, they both had two. Sacks, we already hit on this. Both had 18 and a half. Tired had 16. Mm-hmm. Quarterback hit, or no, tackles for loss. Both had 19. Garrett had 18. Like, I, I get it. Like, the Bosa, like, leans to the bad numbers, but they're right there. And if you factor in, like, the Niners had an elite offense almost all year. They were scoring points. Bosa had chances to go rush the passer. Garrett's team sucked. They had Jacoby rested yeah. it for like 11 games of the year. He wasn't in the same situ- situation. He didn't have like the talent around him that, you know, Bosa does. And if I'm starting my team tomorrow, I think I'm taking Garrett over Bosa. Even though Bosa's younger, I just think Garrett is better and consistently better. Like, they both were drafted very high and both were immediately really good. But I think Garrett, since he's gotten the league, has never been anything but elite. Yeah. Um uh, and I think so so with without further ado, we can move on to our number one. Uh number one defensive end heading into the twenty twenty three season, presented by Post Phase and Cheese Sticks. Mr. Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. I don't know why I just blanked on their name. Um, yeah, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. He's just been. I think last year I called him a Greek god because he's literally unstoppable. Um, hmm. I, I would say he's he he's in that Aaron Donald tier where you if you don't have at least two people on him or someone else to back up whoever's blocking him, you're gonna have a long day. So he's you know, superhuman, you know, Bigfoot type player. Um, Bigfoot. And I will say, okay. I, will, <laughs> well, I will say one thing about a lot of the stats we bring up, like force fumbles, for example. Um, some of these players only get like, you know, one to three, which sounds like not a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, one fumble could change. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl, one fumble changed, you know, the entire game pretty much. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, so I think those kind of numbers are all kind of indicative of like time and place and like getting the pressures on a quarterback and being effective in run stopping and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so Miles Garrett um, tied with, I think Hassan Reddick and him were tied for second in sacks this year. So, but yeah, when you're back to back all pro, you know, 2020, 2021, and then just, you know, barely all pro this year. Um, yeah. But no, let's just say he's self-explanatory. Everybody knows that Malice Garrett's one of the best. So I don't really have much more to add to that. But 
I think overall it's a good list. Um, yeah. Very surprised about the Joey Bosa, but I understand your points. My opinion Listen, is that I, I think live in the past. Yeah, I don't live in the past. He doesn't get in the top five because he won the defensive rookie of the year seven years ago. I'm I just think he'll he's had he'll have the old off season to recover. Um and he was healthy enough to play in the playoffs, so I'm assuming he's he'll be good to go. Um so I just we'll think see. I mean, listen, like I like I make my point. You live with the the defensive rookie of the year awards and all that. The guys I had ahead of him I was just mentioning are I see is having a better year next year. And that's what we do. We go into the next year. Those are guys, I, until I see Bosa be consistent. The, he, Bosa is the epitome of the Chargers. Big name, big player, you know, in times when they, you know, they they want to be special. But outside of that, they really don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they really, what what is the Joey Bosa legacy going to mean? I would say that his slamming of the headlight and throwing a temper tantrum is probably the, like, the most defining moment of his career in a big, in, you know, sad way, but what else yeah. has he done? You know, I know, and listen, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's got a lot of pro bowls, a lot of all pros, but he's very inconsistent with injuries. And unfortunately this team just underperforms and it had a bad moment in a horrible loss. And I think that defines his legacy a little too much for where he is now. So that's, I put him in the top 10. He's a, I admittedly he's a top five talent. He's been in my top five before, but this is not the year that he's going to make the top five. Interesting. Well, we'll see. I am surprised. Um, overall, our our player rankings were like within the same realms. You know, maybe Trey Hendrickson was well five to seven, and then uh, oh no, you had him at four, right? So he was uh, probably yes. the biggest biggest jump on the list for the two of us. But I think we we had all the same players, did we not? Oh no, Josh Sweat was on mine. Who do you have in place of Josh Sweat? I had Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, okay. Yeah, I, I dabble with Jalen Phillips, but I wasn't sure if he was an edge rusher or not, so it is what it is. Fair but enough. I do, I do like, I do like his I'm potential. S- I'm skirting the rules. That's how it goes. Eh, fair enough. All right. I think it was a great well, episode. Well, my friends, uh, till the next time. Yeah, next time we'll do a recap. We'll do the edge rushers. So we'll get the, the whole defensive ends, defensive edge rushers, and outside backers, whatever. So... Very odd. List, it comes but... down to handing ground or hand off the ground. Are you are you standing? Are you like what are you doing here? But well, there we go. Well, till next time. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace.